Welcome to the Lifestyle Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Maddock, but you can call me Brie. I am a mum, unofficial wife, pre and postnatal specialist, and women's lifestyle coach. Around here, we like to keep things simple, easy, and balanced. In 2021, I gave birth to my first child and have been on a mission to continue looking after myself and to not lose sight of what makes me, me. But most importantly, so I can keep feeling so damn good about myself and my life. And you know what? I'm here to help you to do the same because you are worth looking after yourself too. So are you ready to bring more balance into your life? Because in my world, we find your version of balance and actually get you living it. So pull up a chair and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle Breakdown podcast. My name is Bree, and today I am talking about my pregnancy journey. So with Orson, obviously. And yes, I still remember this. It was in 2021 that I was pregnant. So I'm going to discuss everything today about my like emotions, food aversions, my diet, training, cravings, everything like that, and how I sort of navigated through it throughout pregnancy and where, what I was thinking and and you know, sort of what was going through my mind. Because if you are new here, if you do not know, pregnancy did come as a little bit of a surprise for me, for us. But obviously, it has been the best surprise ever. So Alex and I had planned on not having kids. But, you know, (laughs) the universe and life has led us on this path now. And we are so happy to be on this path. So I want to talk about my pregnancy journey. So I'm going to start off through basically the trimesters and how I navigated through everything with that. Now, I've got my notes down here. So if you see me looking down, that's what I am doing. So the first, obviously, first trimester, I found out I was pregnant at around six, six or seven weeks. I found out I was pregnant. And the telltale sign for me with this was my boobs. My boobs were so sore. And I am just going to say, like, they were so sore and swollen that they were, like, shiny. They were like shiny, they were (laughs) sore and swollen. So that was a very big telltale sign for me that I was pregnant. Um, I thought I got my period because I had an implantation bleed. So I had that and I thought that I got my period and so that I wasn't pregnant. And I am going to say that like subconsciously I was like, oh, dang, I'm not pregnant. So, you know, obviously there was something going on there that, you know, maybe deep down we didn't want to have kids, but maybe we were just telling ourselves, our younger selves that we weren't, we didn't want kids, but um, maybe we did want kids. So that was a telltale sign for me. It was not necessarily that I didn't, that I skipped my period, that I missed my period, but because I thought I got it, it was because my boobs were oh so sore, like so, 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 so sore. (laughs) Now, when I found out, Alex, my partner, he was going away for work and I had a little bit of like an inkling, a little bit of like, okay, I feel like I am pregnant, but I'm not going to mention anything to him yet because obviously we had decided that kid we weren't going to go down that path and we hadn't actually even discussed like if the thing if we ever were going to like if we this was ever going to happen because that was the path that we weren't ever going to take 
I didn't want to tell him because he was going to go to work and during while he was going away, he was having to do um, like live fire exercises and a lot of um, testing kind of stuff. So I really didn't want to have to like put this on his mind while he went and did that because I wanted him to be full focused in on what he was doing. So I found out when he left, I found out that I was pregnant. I basically took the test like that day and I didn't even have to wait for the line on the stick to to like show it just showed straight away so I was definitely pregnant and then I peed on another stick and I was definitely pregnant and I was shaking I was like oh shit like I was like oh my gosh it's pregnant I then had to go to work that day so I was I went to work that day that was when I was still working at a gym as a manager here in Brisbane and then for the next week I sat on this news all by myself because my partner was away for the whole week so this was news that I did not want to have to tell him by text message. I wanted to tell him face to face. And he, as soon as he got home, as soon as he got home, he walked through that front door and he saw my face and I just was like nearly in tears. And he's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What happened? What happened, Brianna? And I just started crying and I just said, I'm pregnant. So funny reveal story. I mean, a lot of people, they when they reveal to their partners, they do these like cute little like, ways to show, tell them and I just was like bursting out crying <laughs> and he just gave me a hug and he said it's okay and then we went for a walk and we were just processing it and it took me so long to process the fact that I was pregnant that I was now having a child and it wasn't that I wasn't happy because I was happy but I wasn't I guess I wasn't I was still processing and it took me so long to process this. Um, so a lot of people, they would ask me, Brie, how exciting when I told, I told all that my close friends and family face-to-face about this news. It wasn't something that I wanted to message them about. I wanted to tell all my close friends face-to-face and everybody I told, like, of course, they're all happy for me. But my a lot of people were like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. Are you excited? And I was, I just said, I just was like, I'm not yet excited. Like I wasn't excited because I was still processing the fact that like I was going to now have a child and I, my life was going to change and I was just processing that, um, you know, because if you talk to my sisters, you know, for so long, like I said, that we weren't going to have kids and then we were having a kid now. So it just took a while to process. And um, obviously at the beginning stages when you're pregnant as well, it's like, okay, you don't look it, you don't feel it, you don't, you don't, it's, it, it, it's really sort of hard to wrap your head around when you don't see the physical changes as well. I mean, except for your boobs being so damn sore. <laughs> um, so that was when I found out I was pregnant. So during that first trimester, like I told everybody around like, but, but up to like nine weeks, like all my close friends and family. And then, um, Alex's close friends and family as well and then we didn't tell the whole world until about 20 weeks so I didn't uh, reveal it because it was taking me so long to process it um but also for a few other things I don't know why which I think I do know why but I'll get into that later so in the first trimester the big thing that I struggled with the most was emotions now before pregnancy, I would say that I used to suppress my emotions a lot. I would dismiss them. I would 
not allow myself to feel them. So then when I found out I was pregnant and obviously your emotions are so heightened that that it was really just like it felt like this big heaviness on me and I was constantly thinking about you know my business I was going all in on my business I was like am I going to be able to still do this and I was like scared I was like am I still going to be able to keep on top of my health and fitness like I was just thinking about you know all the things that I still wanted to do for myself and how if that was going to still be possible so that was something in the first trimester that really played on my mind and that the emotions made it really hard for me to be creative and show up in that sense obviously like I was tired I did have um nausea a lot of nausea I wouldn't say I ever I didn't ever vomit I didn't ever have morning sickness but I did have nausea and so how I overcame this nausea which I wanted I really want to touch on this is you know first thing in the morning I recognized like that was when I would feel sick if I didn't wake up and if I didn't have something to eat straight away I would feel sick so I got up and usually it was like a piece of toast um it used to be like a ham and cheese toasted sort of sandwich or it used to be an egg ham cheese toasted sandwich that was pretty much all that I really wanted to eat obviously you get food aversions as well um so with my food aversions I went started going off meat um there was quite a few vegetables and things that I wasn't liking yogurt was sort of like a big mm, yes no some days but a lot of the time I was off yogurt so a lot of like your protein options you know when <laughs> pregnancy it's like one of the biggest things to focus on is your protein intake and the one thing that I had the biggest aversion to was protein now I had the food aversions so and I was getting morning sick like feeling nauseous I would I was really really and I always think about this, I was so thankful that I had been educated in knowing what other sources of proteins I could get protein from, basically, other foods that I could get protein from. So I did switch. I used to drink a lot of, like, coconut almond milk. I fully got rid of that when I was pregnant because I knew that, obviously, milk dairy is a really great source of protein. So I switched to cow's milk, which I would um be able to drink that so I obviously went straight off coffee and switched to decaf coffee I also ate a lot of like cheese <laughs> cheese and dairy was a lot of what I got it from but I would have also got my protein from cheese dairy um <clears throat> like your whole grain kind of stuff and I don't know if I ate a lot of oats I ate a lot of eggs I also um opted for more like tofu kind of options they were also my favorite kind of non-meat products so that was my food versions and then 
obviously still getting nauseous throughout that first trimester and I would I was still going to the gym at this time even though like I was tired I still turned up to the gym I wasn't pushing myself in the gym and I if I felt sick of the gym I think I just packed myself some food in the gym like a banana or something so that I could snack on throughout my workout if I was starting to feel nauseous because that's the thing when you feel nauseous when you're pregnant it's like you feel nauseous because you need to eat and then you eat and you still feel nauseous it's like you can't sometimes you just can't you can't like satisfy or get rid of it it's it's really really weird I remember as well like I wanted to eat meat there was like a point there like I I still wanted to eat meat the thought of meat didn't turn me off I wanted to eat it but then as soon as I put it in my mouth and chewed it I could not eat it I was like no get this out of my mouth so the way that I overcame like nausea was obviously like just eating and I ate a lot of bread so um obviously when you are feeling sick the you do your best to try and get what you can out of your food in order to eat but at the end of the day it's like sometimes you know and myself and I know there are a lot of people out there it's like you just crave or not crave but you can just only stomach like you know your white stuff you know noodles and 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 things that probably aren't as nutritionally dense as others so I think a really important thing to think about coming in to your first trimester with your nutrition is just doing what you can, trying to substitute things with different um, options where you can um, and not to just not to overthink it and get yourself worked up about if you are eating the right things or not Um, because at the end of the day you can only get in what you can get in right so if you're somebody who is really really sick I mean you can only do what you can right so I feel like you do your best and you always try and opt for your better options so that you can ensure that you are getting the right nutrients and the right kind of balance of things but you know are we ever perfect no but you just do what you can in the moment, in that time. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, um, with the training side of things, so I was still training throughout my um, the first trimester as well. And I just, I think as soon as I found out, I just dramatically scaled back. Because at that stage, I still thought, you know, is this safe? Like, should I be lifting? And I knew that I could be lifting, but then I also didn't know, you know, how much could I be lifting? And I know that my partner, he was also like, nope, you can't be doing deadlifts. (laughs) You can't be doing that anymore. You can't be lifting heavy. So I knew to a point and I just had a lot of uncertainty around my training and what I could be doing because I hadn't educated myself around it by then. So that was basically the first trimester, how we found out um okay so emotions they were wild food aversions there was a lot of them and they stuck around for quite a bit and then my training I stuck with that throughout that first trimester I just remember I would nap a bit throughout the day um to get through that but regular eating whilst in that first trimester was a must to help keep the nausea down so come the second trimester I was nauseous up until about 14 weeks and then that's when it went away um I know that some people think that as soon as they hit like that 12 week mark that it's just going to go away um it's not like that (laughs) it just after a couple of weeks it happened but then one of the biggest things that I noticed at that around that 14 week mark was 
it felt like a weight had lifted off my shoulders. It felt like I just didn't have any brain fog. I felt like I could think. I felt like I could feel better. I don't know how to say it. It just felt like, you know, it felt like emotions got to me and I didn't know how to work through them in that first trimester. So I felt very maybe down was maybe the word. I wouldn't say I was depressed. I just felt down and I didn't know how to feel them so coming into the second trimester it was like woo it felt so much better um I do remember as soon as I came into the second trimester I did take a week or two off training as well um I don't know why I can't remember why but I did and that doesn't matter but I did that I did continue to keep up with my weights um with my weight training at the gym I had a coach at the time and then I ended up finishing up with her by the end of that first trimester because I was just going into the gym and I was just wasn't even following the program she was giving me because I felt like I was just doing what my body felt like. But at the end of the day, I think that the emotions that was also playing on me at that point had a big reason why I opted to not have the coach have her coach me um I also knew that if I did want to have a coach I wanted to have somebody specifically who spe- who whose who specialty was pre and postnatal coaching so I could learn off them and I didn't actually look into getting myself a coach with my training until after pregnancy which I do regret but at the same time at that point I thought that I could navigate it myself I had the education around training I still had uncertainty I knew that I could just educate myself along the way what I did do at about 16 weeks is I joined a local Pilates studio and they were full of exercise physiologists who all specialized in pregnancy postnatal you name it so I went there to learn as well as much as I could from them as to what they were doing to help incorporate because obviously I knew that Pilates and I know that Pilates is very popular for pregnancy it does a lot of core work which obviously helps you benefits you throughout pregnancy but I did that and I did that once a week and I knew that that would be a really great thing for me to then go into once and keep going when maybe I wasn't going to continue doing my strength training in the third trimester so I had already told myself and this is probably a big thing I had already told myself that come the third trimester I'm not going to need I'm not going to want to do weights because I'm going to be too big too heavy or you know I'm just not going to have the energy because that's what I read come the third trimester you're not going to have any, any energy so that's what I had already told myself so come the third trimester I already like had tapped out of doing my training but I'm going to get to that in a minute okay so second trimester was good so I kept up with my training and I learned at the Pilates place how to incorporate my breath into my training I learned about pelvic floor and what a bit about the pelvic floor and what I sort of needed to do and what I was doing if that was enough and between my my weight training three week times a week and the Pilates, it wasn't us, according to them, which was great. Now, the Pilates was really good um, for gentle movement. It's not something that I feel that I could have done to keep myself strong. Definitely was not. Um, in a group environment like that, you can just see that, you know, you choose lighter weights, you don't push yourself as much. And sometimes you can just not be doing things the right way like um what is it like the form your form and your technique can vary especially when there's lots of I could tell obviously it's a really great environment for people and I'm not 
against Pilates at all. But obviously as well in a group environment, sometimes it is hard for the trainers to come help and correct you. Um, so that was a little bit hard for me to watch. But at the end of the day, it was also just like a little, it was a great, great way for me to just get out of the house and sort of try and socialize a little bit. I'm not good at socializing. <laughs> I am, but I'm not. So that was another reason why I went to the Pilates place. In the second trimester, we found out that Alex, my partner, had to go away for work and that he was going to be away for maybe or the, for the birth. So we found out that he was possibly going to be going, he was going away and that he wasn't going to be here for the birth. And this was such an opportunity for him that he got chosen for this. And he, I remember he called me up and he said, Brie, this is happening. This is what they've asked me to go. Um, how do you feel about that? And I just was like, I was so happy for him. I just said to him, I was like, I'm so happy, of course. Like, yes, go. Like, you know, again, we weren't going to have kids and this was his career and he, I supported him. So I was like, you know, you have to do this. This is what you've been wanting. So I supported him with that. And obviously it was hard and it was sad and it was tough. But um at the end of the day we I just rolled with it so I I keep my sisters up guys you've got to be my backup <laughs> for the birth if Alex isn't going to be here and luckily um he ended up only going having to go away for I think he was only away for maybe a total of two months or six weeks and then he had to do two weeks of hotel quarantine when he got back so he was away from home for a total of two months so he got back about a month and a bit before the birth so he was here for the birth so that was the second trimester continued to train I got a little bit more normality back with my food choices I didn't really have any more food aversions um but I did have some I didn't have a whole lot of cravings and I think it was probably in that time that trimester as well actually where I would opt to go and I don't ever do this where I would just go through a McDonald's drive through and get like a cheeseburger and um, like a sundae or something so I did do that maybe once or twice but I didn't really have any food aversions I mean I didn't really have a huge cravings and if I did have cravings, I would just give myself them. I feel like as well, because I have had built such a great relationship with food, I have already been able to stop myself or, you know, be in tune with my hunger cues and fullness cues when I didn't need or want things anymore. It wasn't like I was having cravings and I could not stop myself from eating them. I know that because of all the work that I have done prior to pregnancy that it made it made it easier. So once I had if I had a craving which I feel like I didn't have a lot of cravings like I had control over myself and I was I was still able to eat what I wanted and then you know not now I am going to also be a little bit honest like I did I was a little bit more lenient on my food choices I probably wasn't as like strict and I probably allowed myself to have more of those like non-nutritious foods a little bit more often because I was like I'm pregnant um and doesn't say that I didn't give myself nutritious foods I did I always I honestly did the best that I could with that and as I always do but I also just like allowed myself to have other foods that I wouldn't necessarily have 
a lot of the time of. So I would would have said yes, probably a little bit more easier to those kinds of foods. And um, I think in my mind, I said this because I was like, you know, I was going to, I was putting on weight anyway. And it wasn't like I cared about getting fat. It wasn't like anything like that. It was just that, you know, I, I, I just was like, yes, okay, it's all good. I gave myself what I needed and what I wanted, but I also still prioritized fueling and nourishing myself at the same time, which I feel like is really, really important. That is the second trimester. So at 20 weeks, we then announced to the world that I was pregnant. Now, come this time, I announced it at 20 weeks because one, I had really started to come to terms with it. We knew the sex of the baby. We knew, like, I started to have, like, a belly. It was all more real. Like, I could feel the baby move. I could feel awesome move. So it was more real for me then, and I was beginning to be feel more excited um, about it all. Now, I also just want to say that I was so bad at buying stuff. I really left all my purchasing to like the end of pregnancy which I don't recommend doing but I did so come the third trimester this was you know um you know the end end game right (laughs) um I loved the third trimester but also I started to get a lot of pubic synthesis pain so that is the between your pubic bone and the cartilage between there it's starting to move obviously you've got that laxity in your joints when you are pregnant and anyway I started getting that I remember at 16 weeks but come the end of become the third trimester that was a lot of um I started getting a lot of that so just walking around the block at our house which it wasn't even I feel like it was maybe like a kilometer it didn't take very long it was like a 20 minute walk but it I started getting really slow because it was quite painful I also was getting um my hip flexor on my right side would just like turn on and that was a lot giving me a lot of grief um throughout that point I Continue to train up until about 30 weeks. I say 30 weeks. I cancelled my membership at 35 weeks. And if I look back at the timeline, it was 30 weeks because there was a lot of lockdowns at this, this point. I kept not, I didn't train when I was at home because I didn't have a coach, right? So I didn't, I didn't train. I didn't keep trying to do exercises, which is okay at that. Like for me, I felt like I had been on, go, 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 and so consistent with my training for the last however many years that this was probably just like a time for me to really just pull back and just give myself some some space, which I felt good about at the time. But then I also look back and I'm like, I know that if I had a coach, I would have just kept up with it and done the necessary things for myself to help me. But at the same time, it is what it is. And I do wish I had a coach during pregnancy, But at the same time, it was probably for me mentally, probably just like something that I needed to do just to pull back and not have to stress about training, Um, which, yeah, even though I encourage everybody to stay active, I still stayed active and mobile as much as I could with my movement and my training. So I still walked all the time. The main reason I cancelled, like I said, cancelled the gym was because there was just lockdown. So there was another lockdown. I thought, okay, well, I'll cancel my membership. 
and I stuck with the Pilates and my walking. In the third trimester, I obviously started to feel a little bit uncomfortable with ribs, I mean, elbows up in my ribs. I did have a few food aversions come back in that last trimester as well. So proteins, again, I was sort of like not loving proteins um, options. So um, <clears throat> that wasn't to like the point where like I couldn't eat them. I probably could eat them, but I was like not enjoying it. It took me a while to chew them. So the third trimester, we really just looked into starting to like get the last bits and pieces together. I had my baby shower, which I was waiting to do my baby shower. I had already had to postpone it because of COVID um, because there was a lockdown. And then I we got to the second date that we scheduled the baby shower. And then there was like going to be a lockdown that afternoon. So I just said to everybody, I was like, you can come, like I'm not rescheduling this. So I really wanted to have the baby shower because I wanted to see what gifts I was going to get from that and what I then needed to buy. I purchased all my big things. I had purchased the pram, the collar, the mattress. I was gifted, oh no, I purchased a Maxi Cozy capsule, which is the best. Um, I recommend everybody get a capsule to go in and out of the car seat into the pram, so easy. And then we purchased um everything else like the baby monitor got a lot of stuff off Facebook marketplace it was very rarely anything I think I bought my pram and my bed a cot brand new that was pretty much it I'm trying to think I covered everything with my pregnancy journey so that was pretty much my pregnancy journey I went up to 40 plus three I'm pretty sure 40 weeks plus three days and then I went into labor and I'm going to share my birth story with you another time. But today I really just wanted to share my journey, share how I felt, okay, what I was able to continue doing and why um, and how I navigated through that. So I hope this was a bit helpful as to for yourself and maybe if you go through this maybe you can relate with some things maybe there's something there that you can try but I know that at the end of the day that everybody's pregnancy is different um but I do also know that if you are telling yourself already or you're getting in your head already that this is how it's going to be like I, like I said come the third trimester I'm going to be tired so I'm going to not need to go I'm not going to want to go to the gym I had already told myself that in the first trimester so I was already like opting out of training by then and that plays on my mind sometimes I'm like if I did more could I have um you know prevented my ab separation from being so much but to be honest now that I know more I'm like Three fingers ab separation probably isn't even a bad. It isn't even bad. Like everybody's different, but um, but yeah, that is pretty much me, my pregnancy story. I can't think if I forgot anything. But thank you all for listening. Um, I hope that this has helped you, maybe guide you in your own pregnancy journey. I am currently taking on pre and postnatal clients, so I would love to be able to help support you. 
with your pregnancy and staying active throughout your pregnancy and coming into postpartum. So if you would like to discuss more coaching options with me, please send me a DM on Instagram. That is where you're going to get the best, fastest, most response from. Other than that, thank you for listening and I will talk to you all soon.